Keep God's word on your lips. Meditate on it day and night. Be careful to do what it says. Then you will truly be successful. Keep God's word on your Hey everybody, welcome to day 81 of our 90 day challenge. The topic is be a doer. James, the first chapter, the first through the 22nd verse. James, a servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ to the twelve tribes scattered among the nations. Greetings. Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, when you are faced with trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. If any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. But when you ask, you must believe and not doubt, because the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea, blown and tossed by the wind. That person should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. Such a person is double-minded and unstable in all they do. Believers, in humble circumstances ought to take pride in their high position, but the rich should take pride in their humiliation, since they will pass away like a wild flower, for the sun rises with scorching heat and withers the plant. Its blossom falls and its beauty is destroyed. In the same way, the rich will fade away even while they go about their business. Blessed is the one who perseveres under trial because having stood the test, that person will receive the crown of life that the Lord has promised to those who love him. When tempted, no one should say God is tempting me, for God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he tempt anyone. But each person is tempted when they are dragged away by their own evil desire and enticed. Then, after desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin, and sin, when it is full grown, gives birth to death. Don't be deceived. My dear brothers and sisters, every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of the heavenly lights, who does not change like shifting shadows. He chose to give us birth through the word of truth, that we might be a kind of first fruits of all he created. My dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry because human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires. Therefore, get rid of all moral filth and the evil that is so prevalent and humbly accept the word planted in you, which can save you. Do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. And that ends our reading for today. The topic for our consideration is be a doer. When I visited India in 2013, the first thing everyone told me was do not drink the water. It was a major adjustment for me because I had 
never realized how much water plays into my everyday routine. I had to brush my teeth with bottled water. My showers were limited to buckets instead of shower heads. When going out to eat, I could not drink fountain sodas. Everything about my normal day changed when water was removed from the equation. Interestingly enough, the citizens of India could drink this water without the possibility of contamination, but because we were tourists from another place, we could not do what others did. We could not ingest what they ingested. Our system was not built to handle the ingredients of this water, so if we wanted to remain healthy, we had to refrain from some things and embrace other things. I can't help but see a startling comparison between the water issue in India and the worship issue in America. Worship, in my mind, is as important to Christians as water is to the earth. Without water, there would be no life. Animals would die, plants would wither away, and humans would disintegrate. It's interesting how often water is taken for granted. I think because we use it so much, we don't pay attention to how essential it is to our lives. How is worship like water? Because just like water, the more intentional we are about worship, the more meaningful our lives will become. The more we worship, the more fulfilled we will be. The book of James is my grandfather's favorite book of the Bible. He can quote just about every scripture in the entire book. In the first chapter alone, we are given so many incredible nuggets about trials, wisdom, perseverance, and righteousness. And while there are several men mentioned in the Bible named James, this book was written by James, the half-brother of Jesus. This James, Jesus' brother, introduces himself as a bondservant of God and the Lord Jesus Christ. Listen. He doesn't even self-identify as Jesus's brother. I believe he wanted his audience to know right from the onset that Jesus is more than my brother. Jesus is my Lord. This is so big. Let's not become too familiar with Jesus. Don't become too familiar with Jesus. Jesus is not our homie. Jesus is not our boo. Yes, we have a God who is both transcendent and eminent, but remember, Jesus is still God. Don't forget the God part. Jesus is our high priest. Jesus is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Yes, Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God. Yes, Jesus made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men. Yes, Jesus, being found in the fashion as a man, humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. But Jesus is not my buddy. Jesus is my God. Jesus is holy. Jesus is worthy of my worship. The moment I become too familiar with Jesus, I relegate him to a carpenter and forget that he is Christ, the anointed one. It is the spirit of God that empowers us to walk the walk. It is Christ, our example, that helps us move past lip service in order to live an effective life. Worshippers are doers. We don't need the credit. We don't need the attention. We just want to do what God has called us to do and be who God has called us to be. Worshippers are doers. We make more moves and less announcements. We are committed to the work of the kingdom and we are allergic to busy work. Worshippers are doers. We don't want to meander through life without focus. We want to mean something. We want our life song to sing of God's glory. We want each minute God has given us to be used for the glory of God. 
true worshipers do not wait until our circumstances get better to worship. We do not wait for Sunday service to roll around so we can sing a few praise songs. No, instead, we have learned to drag worship into our misery. We have learned to drag worship into our sorrow. We have learned to value the gift of worship for worship is God's river of life that drenches our parched soul. Worship gives fertility to our barrenness and food in our famine. Worship is an everyday exercise, no different than working out in the gym. Somehow, when we come out of this fitness center called worship, our worries lose weight. Our problems go on a diet. Our stress is relieved and our faith is strengthened. Worship doesn't require a second opinion. Worship is not a sheer sport. Worship isn't even a weapon of warfare because in worship there are no opponents. God is the only subject. God is the only object. In worship, God gets all of the glory. Oh, hallelujah. In worship, God gets all of the glory medals and God always wins the crown. So don't just talk about it. Be about it. Be a doer of God's word, not a talker who quotes scripture. Just do it. Your doing and your living, not your quoting, will change the world. So what is our worship work today? As worshipers, we must do more than take good notes. We must become the notes we take. So today, be a doer, not a talker. Drag worship into everything you do and everything you are.
Life is not mine